Welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery, BTR.org. I'm Anne. I'm sure you remember what it was like when you were searching for help, maybe for your husband, hoping to find the right program or therapist. That's why I started podcasting. I supported my husband through seven years of pornography addiction recovery, and not one therapist during that time told me I was experiencing emotional and psychological abuse and sexual coercion. I didn't want any other woman on the planet to be in the dark. If you're like the majority of my listeners, you're experiencing the type of abuse that's invisible and difficult to wrap your head around. Your husband is using porn or having affairs or lying to you, and you're getting the same bad advice about how to improve communication or your relationship. If you need support from women who totally understand, check out our daily group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a session today. One simple anonymous way to help spread the word is to click, follow, or subscribe to the Betrayal Trauma Recovery Podcast on your favorite podcasting app. While you're there, every five-star rating helps make this podcast more visible and will help save other women from getting the wrong kind of help, like a couple program that will make this type of abuse worse. For those of you who follow or subscribe to this podcast, thank you so much. Your support means so much to me. The last two episodes have been members of our community who are sharing their experience with the btr.org meditation workshop that I wrote, recorded, and edited specifically for women in this situation. It includes 13 meditations, and they are all really amazing. They cover different topics. Even though the beginning of all of the meditations is similar, It uses different words and has a different topic, and then it has a topic-specific visualization about halfway through. And women are finding it to be really, really helpful. So I've invited Sammy, another member of our community, to share her experience with the meditations today. Before you even listen to it one time, what were your expectations before? And then the first time you listened to it, like, what was your experience? My experience with meditation, I have typically shied away from it because I'm coming from a Christian base and I was afraid of, I don't know, new age for lack of a better definition type, you know, meditations that I had only briefly heard about. So I kept scripture reading, prayer, and just my own meditation in communing with God, so to speak. But I thought, well, no, I'm really open to this. I'll see what I think. Just out of curiosity, what made you open to it in the first place? Just that you trusted BTR or? Oh, yes, yes. It was going to be safe and fine. And I always know that, say I started it and it was too triggering, for lack of a better word for me, I can just stop it. Knowing that it was coming from a safe source. Before you tried it, did you print out the workbook? Yes, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about like, wait, this is a meditation I didn't know it was a workbook or did it just seem like normal to you? Uh, a little of both. I hadn't imagined meditations where you would stop and kind of journal. At the same time, I thought I'm going to go with what they say to do and see where it leads. So you were just like, I'm all in. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. All right. So this is an experiment for you. Talk about that first time you went through it. What did you think? It was in the middle of a day which is unlike me. I normally would save this for either first thing in the morning or in a little less likely, but you know, evening or bedtime. But I wanted to get started right away. And I knew I had a limited amount of time. 
So I think it was BTR group. <laughs> it's been a lifesaver. And I went into a room where I kind of have a home altar kind of prayer area. And I just decided to follow exactly what it said to do. One area where I carry, and I've known this even before the meditation, uh, a lot of my physical stress, it's in my jaw area and my neck and my shoulders. I started that meditation aware that everything felt really, really tight. By the end of the meditation, I had noticeable, significant uh, relaxing in those muscle areas. That was so encouraging in and of itself. So the actual exercise, the first thing that came to mind actually kind of surprised me. It took me back in my childhood and I really didn't think I'd go there. So I just went with it. I mean, it really makes sense. You know, that's where some of my fears and lack of healthy coping mechanisms um, began I relived it, but it felt safe at the same time. I had plenty to write about where it would say stop and write. Uh, the first part about obstructions to knowing you deserve safety. And then especially under the part where it talks about if the obstruction could speak, what would they say? I loved some of your prompts that helped get me going, but I had no problem expanding both times. Oddly enough, on the first time it asked me, one through five, how resolute I was to knowing I want, I deserve safety, I, I just felt like a five. Even though when I was back in that moment, experiencing that early in life situation, I know I didn't quite feel that then, but in this moment, reliving it, I'm absolutely resolute that I you know, should have had safety and I certainly deserve it now in my current life. Knowing you were a five the first time, after that, did you think, okay, I'm just going to go through it again because Anne asked me to? Or were you like, hey, I want to do that again? Like, what were your thoughts at that point? It was both. I thought, I'm going to redo this as many times and feel I want to, need to, or would benefit from. <laughs> I'm an older BTR woman, and I have a lot of different things to process in my brain and my soul and my heart. I don't try to force it. Um, just whatever comes up, comes up. I'm trying to look at it as a version of EMDR for myself, even though it's not technically EMDR because I have done that a little bit in the past. I do believe that it can still help me. I want to be healed. I know my Savior wants me to be healed, and he can work through many different things. And this, to me, feels like a wonderful, inexpensive, not even all that time-consuming avenue that I can do at almost any time that I choose. Uh, knowing that you're redoing the same one, what surprised you about doing it a second time? Okay, I only took notes on three times. I have probably done it five more times without notes. And as recent as this morning, every single time I listen to it, I hear something I didn't hear 
the last time. And it's usually something you're saying because it's so filled with such good, nurturing words and information and message. Yeah, I just hear something different every time that makes it, you know, deeper and more profound, more meaningful. Like I said, even if I re-experience the same thing in my mind, it's still a little bit different each time. One thing that has not changed every single time I've done it is that place that I go to in my mind where I do have total safety. All the sensations around me and everything makes me have that feeling. That has stayed the same. Did you find yourself becoming more and more, like deeper and deeper into things that you didn't realize were obstructing you from safety as you continued to do the same meditation over and over? I'm just going deeper and deeper in trying to get at the true core and root of that. Yes. Real quick before a response, there are a lot of so-called betrayal trauma therapists or coaches or groups out there but they don't approach pornography use or infidelity as an abuse issue, or they try to quote unquote treat both the abuser and the victim in the same setting, which is unethical. So if you hear something in this episode you relate to, check out the group session schedule at btr.org group. We'd love to see you in a group session today. Now back to our conversation. Do you feel like it has changed just your everyday waking life? Like waking up from the meditation, you're saying, you know, you feel more relaxed you feel better, your body's responding well. In terms of when you're not even thinking about the meditation, when you're just like going about your daily life, have you noticed anything different that surprised you that you think is related to the meditation? I am way more aware of trying to relax those tense muscles in my jaw because if they start tightening, then the whole neck follows. I do think it's helped me be more mindful of just trying to concentrate on relax as much as I can. The other thing is each time there's about maybe three to five different parts of trauma that I've processed while doing this. Each time now that they come up in a thought moment, they're not as powerful. The power of their grip on me is lessening and lessening. I found that as I use meditation too, it's like before maybe in his presence or the fear was just the charge was just, and then the more I meditated, the more it reduced until now it's like not as triggery. Yes. And even if it is a little, it's less so than it was the time before. It's given me such a strong visual of that light that you talk about. I've experienced that in my mind's eye. One time in particular, many years ago, when I wasn't quite sure where I stood, and, and I prayed for a sign that God would reveal to me that he really is real. And it came in that form, in a half-awake, real calm, relaxed state. And it was the most beautiful, brilliant warm, but not too hot, light and warmth. I've never experienced anything like that. One time recently, a real blip of it, I didn't ask for it, it just came. Every time you talk about that, I go to that place and it 
just feels so real. Still everything I need. I love imagining about the, the, the vortex of him just taking this pain and this trauma and just obliterating it. That helps me so much. And the more I do it, the more I keep remembering in real moments to try to do that. And then that force field that you talk about, I imagine this like circle around my whole body. It's an invisible one to everybody else, but it, it's like my buffer and my shield. And that's Jesus surrounding me. And specifically how you brought in angels. That's always been something so important to me. I could go on forever about how BTR is changing my life. I just can't even thank you enough because I know it all began with you. Thank you. Because without you, I wouldn't still be doing this. (laughs) (laughs) If people, you know, hadn't listened and been supportive in that way, there's no way I would still be doing this. It's, my life's mission and goal. And I love creating meditation and the btr.org living free workshop. I just think it's so fun as I solve my own problems, sharing what I've learned in this way has been so healing for me. If I didn't have the support of people listening or people being supportive in the way that you are supportive, there's no way I could have done it. So thank you. And thank all of you listeners. I appreciate you so much. If these meditations seem interesting to you or experiencing healing without having to do much effort on your part, go to btr.org workshops, and then you'll see the meditation workshop there. You'll also see the living free workshop there as well. If this podcast is helpful to you, please help us reach other women by following or subscribing and giving us a five-star rating. Thank you for helping other women find us. If you've already purchased a copy of my book, Trauma Mama, Husband Drama, please circle back and give it a five-star rating. A lot of women are searching for books about betrayal trauma on Amazon, and rating Trauma Mama will help them find this podcast, which is free to everyone. Your donations keep this podcast going. Go to our website, btr.org, scroll to the bottom, click on Support the BTR Podcast. And until next week, stay safe out there 